Chapter Twenty One of Born Again by Alfred Lawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recorded by Gabby Cowan. But what about yourself? inquired I of Arletta, as I met her sympathetic gaze with a look of adoration. If you could visit the different countries of the world, you could revolutionize things in a very short time, I am sure you could explain the principles of natural law to the people and teach them methods of which i know nothing the wise and learned men of the present time would understand your explanation much better and would give the subject far more serious consideration than if i a poor ignorant fellow with neither education nor standing undertook to instruct them the whole world would stop and listen to you the inhabitants would set you up as a goddess and rally to your standard as mistress of the earth besides the power your apparently unlimited intelligence could create your wonderful beauty would immediately charm every mortal who once set eyes on you kings emperors and potentates of all kinds would fall madly in love with you at first sight and you could have but to command to bring them to your feet as slaves ready to do your slightest bidding to further your own purposes you could but here i stopped short in my recital shocked by a thousand little demons of jealousy entering my brain as it occurred to me that perhaps arletta could forget me entirely if all the great persons of the earth showered honours and favours upon her i felt intensely miserable at the very idea of such a thing do not allow silly thoughts to enter your head said she compassionately i shall never leave this place this room has been the scene of the happiest hours of my life in which my co-eternal companion encased in the flesh of a real man plighted his everlasting love and devotion to me and by a simple and intelligent law of nature i have been held a captive in this room through countless generations to witness the transformation and return of that faithful comrade to release my soul from captivity and now this room shall be my mortal sepulchre although i should like ever so much to go forth and devote many years to teaching the ape-man the glorious principles of natural law as prescribed by my beloved countrymen yet it is not within my power to do so owing to the constant change in the chemical composition of the atmosphere and the vast difference in its present arrangement and that of four thousand two hundred years ago it would be impossible for me to live five minutes outside of this chamber in fact i have noticed that the supply of air which must have been hermetically sealed within this vault at the time of the catastrophe has been gradually escaping by the way of the hole through which you forced a passageway hence within a very short time my life will have oozed away for the want of proper stimulus then again the period in which the particles of this human frame should naturally cling together has long since expired and should i but expose myself to the elements now existing on the exterior of this place 
i should no doubt crumble into dust and be blown away with the winds notwithstanding nature compels the mutability of all things its laws however remain unchangeable and as the time has passed and the conditions altered since i should have lived my natural life this material of which i am now composed must soon collapse its parts disintegrate and return to the elements from whence they came but my soul shall continue to live and the same law which brought you back here to me will also bring our souls together many times and in different forms during eternity and as you now possess the strength intelligence and opportunity it is your sacred duty to go forth and teach ape-men to love one another and practice kindness toward all living things for you know not in what shape i may return as you could be kind to me now so must you treat all of nature's creatures and remember that the soul you so ardently worship now and so reverently loved over four thousand years ago cannot return in a perfect form if there are none such forms to inhabit or in a good and pure being if there are no such beings extant but on the contrary if in the future none but good and beautiful lives exist on earth my soul cannot possibly occupy anything else thus natural law plainly teaches that as you prepare earthly conditions in one form of life so must you tolerate them in the next in fact our own future safety and happiness depend upon all living things reaching a high state of perfection and equality and now said arletta arising and exhibiting considerable emotion having briefly instructed you in natural law as deeply as your limited mental capacity will permit the time has arrived that we must part for i feel that i am growing weak and cannot live much longer in fact it has been through the power of my will alone that i have been kept alive until now so prepare yourself to go go ejaculated i jumping to my feet with an awful feeling of anguish as i realized the full meaning of her words me go never i shall remain here and we shall die together i could never live without you there would be left no object in life worth living for and then advancing forward i took her shapely hand in mine and looking directly into her lovely eyes with much earnestness said i fully understand that in comparison to the sage man i am a hideous and degraded creature and i also know that the love that filled the hill is of your contemporaries for one another was sublime having for a few moments during that musical spell been moved by the same emotions that once impelled the exalted being of which i am the reincarnation but believe me when i say that my love for you is ten thousand times stronger than it was then i worship you i shall die for and with you i even nature itself cannot keep me alive after you have gone i may not be the equal of the sage man in other ways but i shall prove that my love for you is equally as great 
during this outburst of my thoughts arletta stood in a motionless attitude holding my outstretched hand and returning my excited gaze with a look of mingled pity and sorrow is it possible said she that there is not one ape-man in the world to-day with sufficient strength of character to relinquish his own selfish desires for the good of his species can it be that not one ape-man exists whom nature can rely upon for the great work of uplifting humanity who is brave enough to resist the temporary fascination of a lovable woman and have i lived to see the reincarnated soul of the bravest and noblest man that ever breathed bound within the flesh of a wretched coward incapable of living for any greater purpose than his own self-gratification am i to understand that one who is controlled by the spirit of my everlasting associate intends betraying nature's trust by shirking the responsibilities of manhood because he lacks the courage to live will there be promulgated among the records of time an account of my immortal partner having deserted his post of duty by sneaking out of the world before his allotted time could this being who is blessed with physical strength and a well-balanced brain allow himself to sink to the level of the craven suicide because he cannot secure something beyond his reach does he think that nature brought him into existence for no other purpose than to feed his own petty desires could he deliberately die like a useless poltroon and leave the world in its present state of savagery and wretchedness without even attempting to be of service to humanity in the very work it requires the most stop enough cried i you have wounded my feelings to the very core i'll admit that i am weak in this instance very weak indeed but this is the first time that my courage has ever been assailed by any one and to have you above all persons openly insinuate that i am a coward is far worse than having inflicted upon me the cruelest tortures of the ape man's prospective hell i am only an ape man but as i said before i love you beyond all power of expression you no doubt cannot understand my puny feelings any more than i can fully comprehend your lofty ideals or the full meaning of your higher knowledge of things the very greatest hardship for me to undergo would be to live after you have passed away but if by the promise of so doing i can gain your respect and one encouraging look or word of approval i will not only rescind the test of my previous statement and leave but i swear to you in the name of the creator of the law which governs all things that i shall strictly follow to the letter any instructions you may wish to offer concerning my future movements no matter what they might be so make my task a hard one for the courage you so unfeelingly attacked must be tested to its full limits i am ready to obey your commands having thus addressed arletta i straightened myself up to my full height with as much dignity as i could assume 
folded my arms across my chest and awaited her orders the sagemen never urged their desires by a command replied arletta they simply requested that which they would like to have done the request i shall make concerning your future duty can be incorporated in a very few words but it will require a lifetime and great strength of character to execute but as you have promised like a man to follow my instructions i shall die with implicit confidence in your determination to do so so consider well the following mandate for it contains the essence which will stimulate you to heroic deeds always consult your soul for advice do no act your conscience will not sanction three times arletta slowly repeated this precept and then placing her hands upon my shoulders she continued the first time you act contrary to the admonition of your soul then you will have broken your promise to me now go said she turning me about until i face the doorway i must request your immediate departure go and try to be a man we shall meet many times in the future so while you have the chance try and make better the conditions of life that we may eventually meet on the same plane of equality without the shadow of a strife or animosity to mar our happiness Goodbye. with the meaning of these words ringing in my head i fully understood that my audience with arletta was at an end and overcome with grief and gloom i weakly responded Goodbye, and then added i shall never break my promise then with a heavy tread i walked to the opening through which i had entered turned half around and took one long last loving look at arletta and passed into the corridor beyond at the same time i fancied i heard her gently sobbing End of chapter twenty one Recorded by Gabby Cowan in Kingston, Ontario, Canada.